This is episode 691 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's podcast, Preparing for Shortages. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Other benefits include members-only videos, periodic webinars, and online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit www.prepperwebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey, just one really quick announcement before we get going into this episode. Um, last week, I talked a little bit about preparedness webinars and something that I felt that I'm supposed to be doing and uh, helping other people get prepared. And I really had kind of like a soft release last week. I really wasn't pushing it too, too much um, because I had some other things going on. But I'm really going to start ramping that up. Um, the webinar that the first webinar that I'm promoting is going to be on May 20th. That is going to be uh, just emergency prep 101. Remember, we are talking about helping to get other people better prepared and starting from the ground up. And so I'm really going to be promoting that on on all over the place. Actually, telling people word of mouth, uh, social media, email. I mean, whatever it's going to be. And uh, you know how I feel about Facebook, but the fact is, is that there's still a lot of people over there. So one of the things that I did, and um, I can't remember if it was um, if it was Rob Braxton, I believe that's his name. Uh, I mean, it might have been Chip over at uh, Urban Prepper. Anyway, so uh, there was a there was a video that I saw at one point where they had a, another phone, uh, an old phone that they used for social media, and so this was kind of like they wiped it out. And they uh, connected it through Wi-Fi, but they didn't import any of their contacts or anything like that. They just used it for social media. So I kind of bounced off of that, and that's what I'm using. So I'm starting to promote on social media using that uh, that phone. And uh, so it's you know I I only pick up that phone when I'm doing it. So um, anyway, it seems to be working out. That way, I don't keep all that junk on my regular phone. And so uh, I'm able to continue to promote because we want to reach everybody. We don't want to we don't want to reach just the people that are into preparedness. I mean, most of everybody that's into preparedness is already past the basics, the emergency preparedness basics. We're trying to reach those people out there that are not um, that just really don't have a clue or not really thinking about it. Or the only time they think about it is when something bad is going on, like there's a hurricane turning in the Gulf, or there's a snowstorm and you're already right in the middle of it or whatever, whatever's going on, right? So we want to help people get better prepared. So if you could help me get the word of mouth out there, um, share it on social media, I would greatly appreciate it. I think the more people that are prepared, the better it is for those of us who are have been prepared for a while now, right? Because then uh, there's less people out there looking for resources and things like that. Everybody is able to bounce off of what they have. So uh, we're going to start promoting this and I would greatly appreciate it if you can help me out. 
All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the topic of this episode. Um, this isn't really bouncing off of an article. This is just some um, information that I have put together. And I started making a list of everything and uh, some uh, other things that uh, that I see happening. Um, one of the things that I'm going to bring up is uh, our the exclusive email group, You know, the exclusive prepper website email group. And I really need to find another word for that. Um, but one of the things we always do when we do our online meetups is we talk about our local situation. And so when someone has said, hey, I am, I'm seeing a shortage of this, then, you know, that's something that I have made notes of. And so I went back into the notes and I went back to, uh, to January uh, just to kind of see what people were saying about different shortages. So if you're, if you're paying attention to Prepper or even alternative news sources, you've heard about coming shortages. Now, most of the talk is about food, but there are other items where we are starting to see shortages and really, because of those shortages, costs are going up. Now, we could all go put on our tinfoil hats and, and travel down the conspiracy theory road, but you really, you don't even have to. A big part of what we're seeing here has to deal with transportation and things getting to the U.S. And then when they get to the U.S., moving it through trucks when it gets here. And so I don't know if you've looked into it, but just the shortages of truck drivers. My son even brought it up. Uh, one of the guys that he works for was uh, or works with said he had an opportunity to start driving and he was he I mean they're looking for drivers they're going to train they'll do all this different kinds of stuff and you know he would be making a whole lot more money and my son brought that up and you know I've heard it in other places as well I, I know I was talking to a guy at, at work about this is you know the the shortages that that we're seeing and the shortages because of the transportation situations and all those kinds of things so ultimately, you're going to feel it either in your pocketbook because of higher prices due to demand, or you will go without because your local stores can't get them. Now, at the very beginning of you know when COVID hit and all that type of stuff, um, I mentioned that I was going, I would wake up early and go to a local store. There's a local store right out of my neighborhood, and it's a smaller one. It's a uh, I guess it's a chain, but it's not very well known. Um, there's only a couple of stores in the Houston area. And so I, I was going there and there was, I mean, there's nobody in the store when you would go there early in the morning and I would get everything that I wanted there, but I still, I would see shortages. And so one of the things that I would always notice is they might have an item, but it was uh, a name brand that I'd never heard of before, right? So they were sourcing items from all over the place and i would never heard this name brand before but at least they had it right so uh, you could get it but there were still there were still some things like when i would hear from people hey things are starting to, i'm starting to see some of these things come back on the shelves i wasn't seeing it here at this little local store and then so i started to look at things a little bit different or not look at things a little bit different i started going to a different store i started going to a bigger store and so those of you that are from Texas or you've uh, you've ever been down here, you might have seen stores called HEB. Now these stores are all over Texas and they are big and they have uh, you know like superstores type whatever and everything that you want you know in, in in these stores. So I started going to these and I was going early in the morning when they would uh, open up and again no one was really there. I mean I was really there with the stalkers that were there and people that were opening up and, and people that were filling orders that uh, people would come pick up or, or they would deliver and all those type of things. 
I mean, it's very rare that I would see somebody there so early in the morning, but I noticed the big difference was they were able to get items and I was seeing plenty of those items, like even let's just go back to the wipes, right? Wipes were really hard to find. And I was, I would see wipes, you know, plenty of wipes on their shelves. And I'm like, man, this, you know, this store is able to get it. That other little smaller store wasn't able to. And so one of the things that is going to, that you're going to see is these, these bigger stores that can get the bigger contracts that have the, I guess the money and the sales power and all that type of stuff, they're going to be getting items uh, more uh, readily than the smaller stores are going to get. So the small stores, you might want to be able to support them. You might, you know, you want them to stay in business. It's very convenient if you need something that they're going to have to just to pop in there. But the bigger stores, and really it's not that much further for me to go to this other one, maybe five more minutes down the road to get everything that I could possibly want. I mean, I, I did not go without at all. Everything that I wanted when I would go to the store, I would get, except for uh, canning supplies. I'll talk a little bit about that here in, in a little bit. So anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about shortages and um, you know where we're, where we're headed because this might be the new normal for us. And with a little bit of preparedness, with a little bit of planning, you might not feel it like, other people are feeling it. I mean, I've talked about this before, but I know people that go to the grocery store, or at least they used to. I don't know if they're still doing it because of the whole, you know, the COVID thing and, and the way grocery stores were being run. Maybe they changed their habits, but they would go to the grocery store almost every day, every evening. So they would drive home for work. They would go into the grocery store to buy whatever they were going to make for dinner. And I'm like, that just drives me nuts, right? Because you go in there and you're you're, you're finding something to eat and then you got to come home and cook it. I mean, you got to stand in line. You got to do all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, I, I just could never understand that. And so, you know, you have people that are never going to be prepared because they, you know, they tend to look at things just a little bit differently and they're only getting things when they need it. But those of us who prepare a little bit more and we are seeing what's going on, then we can be better prepared to have whatever we want and really not go without because we are thinking about this way ahead of the time. Now, I will say this. One of the things that we talked about in the uh, the exclusive Prepper website email group is when we would talk about it, like our local situation. And we always, no matter if there was a topic or not, or we're just kind of shooting the bull, we would always talk a little bit about, hey, how are things going on in your local situation? So what are the grocery stores like? Um, do you see any issues with any kind of social unrest or whatever? And one of the things that we realized is different parts of the country are going to have different uh, issues as far as what the grocery stores are seeing. So we're down here in Houston, and especially I'm going to these bigger stores, I'm not having any issues at all getting whatever I want. But for instance, in the Northeast, they, they might have some issues. So they maybe at some point were going without uh, chicken broth, or I know like during the winter time up north, people were not able to find canned soup, and that was kind of weird, right? Canned soup, um, and, and I, you know, the, the supplies were short down here, but you could still find it. But up, up north, it's like you can't find any canned soup at all, and other things like green beans is like you might be able to find one can of one style of green beans, like down here in Houston. I mean, we had like three or four different types. And so different parts of the country are going to feel the shortages a little bit differently. 
So I think it's really important to be very aware. Like when I'm going to the grocery store, when I'm going out and looking at even Home Depot or whatever, I am paying attention to the shelves. I'm looking at, okay, that's out of place. That normally isn't there, right? They're, they're, they're taking uh, extra stock and they're putting it here to kind of fill the space. So maybe it doesn't freak people out or um, because they just don't want empty spaces. Now, when COVID first hit, the little grocery store that I was going to, there was, it didn't matter how much extra stock they had. They could not fill up all the empty space. And there were still, you know, there was, they, they did a real good job, but there were still empty spaces. You could see that there was things that, that were missing. But now, you know, um, there's a little bit better selection. So they're able to move things around, but you still notice that things aren't where they're supposed to be. Or even going to like a Home Depot. It's like, hey, that normally isn't there and, uh, I, you know, I wonder why is it, you know, are they filling up something or, or whatever it goes? So I think it's it, it's important to when you're going into the grocery stores to be paying attention or Home Depot or whatever to what is going on and also paying attention to what people are saying. So, again, different parts of the country are going to be affected differently. And uh, I guess the the, uh, the people that are the supplies and the supply chain are going to be um, different in different places where, where things can get to. So I wrote down a couple of things here as far as just some supplies to be paying attention to that you might want to consider. And you can take it for what it's worth or you can, um, I definitely suggest that you sit down at some point and make your own list. But we'll talk about that here in just a moment. So let's go ahead and just jump into this list. Okay, so this first one <laughs> I have a lot of fun with. Uh, and I, I you know, there's a lot of uh, joking around with, but I think it's still serious, right? I, I, it's still serious, at least for me, is toilet paper. Now, I know there's so many people out there that make fun of that, you know? So many people that are like, oh, yeah, you're worried about your toilet paper and, and, and blah, blah, blah. I've seen other people, you know, rant about that or or make fun of preppers or whatever. But but here's the thing. I don't know about you. I mean, what, why would you want to... If there was a toilet paper shortage, why would you want to use anything else than toilet paper? And so I, I know people are like, you always hear about this in in um, in prepper prepper articles, right? It's like, you know, other ways, other things that you can use to wipe your butt, you know? And I'm like, come on. And then you hear people, uh, actually, I saw this the other day. If someone said, no, you just use a spray bottle. And I'm like, okay, you can use that. And I've talked about the bidet that... Uh, survival Jane, she wrote about that. I've actually linked to it in, t in a podcast um, back in the day. So you could come to the website, right? The Prepper website, podcast.com and uh, just search for Survival Jane. I'm sure it'll it'll pop up. But uh, she made a bidet just, you know, out of uh, like a garden pump, I guess, you know, whatever you put, you know, fertilizer in and then you pump it up and then you spray it. And so it had a plastic wand that she was able to just warm up a little bit and was able to bend. And then so she used it that that way. And I'm like, okay. And that's I would I would use that if I ran out of toilet paper, right? And so my question is, why would you want to not have it on hand? Why why wouldn't you just want to just be able to have it so that you can grab it when you need it? Why even run the risk of 
running out of it. I mean, if you want to, and that is your thing, go right ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze the Charmin, man. I'm going to, I'm going to have the good stuff. I mean, why not? I want to be able to wipe my butt the way that I have wiped it for all the years since I've, I've been alive, you know, and if it gets to a situation where I can't get it and I have to go some other route, well then fine, I will deal with that. But why? And that's, I think that's one of the, the big things here that kind of just it's the overall issue here is you can go without, you can make do, but if you can be a little bit better prepared now, why would you go without? I mean, if you can do a little bit of the hard work now to be prepared, why wouldn't you do it to make it easier on you a little bit later on? The other thing is, is that you might be perfectly fine using wadded up newspaper or using, uh, you know, a spray bottle or whatever. But are, is everybody in your household going to be OK with that? So, I mean, if you have to, you have to. But again, why? I, um, you know, my good friend uh, Jim Cobb. So he was on the podcast not too long ago. Go back and listen to it. It's very, very practical preparedness. Right. Um, one of the things he is, uh, he's always kind of uh, just popping these preparedness myths and not really myths, but these preparedness things that people say, like, why do it? So, you know, the crayon markers and the whole deal is like, hey, you can use a crayon marker for a, a candle, right? So you see this on social media, you see memes, you see all these things and all these, you know, substitutes. And the thing is, okay, in a true survival situation, if you had nothing else, fine. But why wouldn't you just have a candle, right? <laughs> why wouldn't you just go to Dollar Tree and buy those those white, uh, you know, those tall white candles, the ones that look like, uh, you know, I guess if you are, uh, if you're new to the podcast, so that you're, you're hearing this for the very first time. But um, so when you go to like a Catholic church or you go somewhere in even a grocery store, and you see candles and they have saints on them or whatever. It's the basically the same type of candle, but it's clear and it's white and it doesn't have any kind of scent. And I'm telling you, those candles last forever. I've tried to burn them down and they last forever. So why wouldn't you just spend a dollar to have a really good candle versus a dollar to buy a box of crayons so that you can say, hey, you know, I survived with crayon, you know, Crayola, Mark, Crayola uh, crayons. So it's like one of those things, you know, again, going back to the TP, why? Why would you do it if you didn't have to? So I know there's a lot of people like, hey, the hoarders and all that kind of stuff and preppers are hoarders. And and there's been a lot of, uh, I can't remember who it was recently. There was a video that I was watching where someone was saying, no, um, you know, we, we prepare, we have it so that we don't, when it's time to, when everybody's running to the store, and, and those people are hoarding, you know, we've already stocked up our supply. So we just go and when we go to the grocery store, we buy an extra, you know, package of toilet paper. or We buy an extra package of uh, just paper towels or whatever it might be. And so we create our stock that way instead of going to the grocery store and wiping it all out right before everybody gets there for the big rush. So, again, think about the fact that. Toilet paper was something that everybody was wanting to get early on during the COVID thing. And what do you have right now? I mean, your your little stockpile of, and you can go with the John Wayne sandpaper toilet paper if that's your thing, you know, or, or just, uh, you know, you have to uh, just deal with it because that's the only thing on the shelves. Or you can get the Charmin or the Northern or whatever you get right now and you can have the good stuff. So anyway, uh, a little bit of, 
tongue-in-cheek there, but uh, not so much. I mean, you know, when I when I uh, when I'm going to sit down on the throne, I want to be able to have the good stuff. So there you go. All right. So the next thing that um, I'm going to talk about is isopropyl alcohol. Now, early on in, in COVID, I mean, there was all these recipes of how you can make hand sanitizer and how you can do this and how you can do that. And, and isopropyl alcohol was just completely off the shelf. I mean, you couldn't find it. Normally, there is. So one of the reasons I'm, I even brought this one up is I, I went to go get um, a prescription at the, the drugstore. And I, while I was waiting, I'm looking around. I mean, I see tons of it, right? The 91% and the 70% and it's there. I mean, in, in, in filling up the shelves and before you couldn't find anything at all. And people were just completely freaking out. And so you have that ability to go get it now and you might not use it all up, but I mean, that's something that you can get right now, at least have one bottle. And along the, that line, right, because the reason I'm bringing that up is and the reason that was so uh, important early on with the whole COVID thing, at least because people were making hand sanitizer because people couldn't find hand sanitizer. So maybe it is worth your while to buy a little bit of hand sanitizer. Maybe it's worth your while to buy some wipes I mean, if wipes was your thing. I mean, some people are like, you know, if you buy wipes and you use wipes, that's really stupid. I mean, it's like a one time use, whatever, just use some vinegar and use some you know essential oils and use a spray bottle and i mean there you go go to town there but some people like wipes and so if you're listening to this and uh maybe your uh, your wife really likes those wipes maybe you just stock up a little bit on those wipes so that when if the poop hits the fan again you're able to say hey no i got you i got i got wipes here right i got the good stuff i got the lysol wipes that you normally like i have you know a couple of um you know, bottles of it or whatever, you know, uh, canisters of it to, for, for your supply. Or if you are a woman listening to this and you missed your wipes when everybody was, you know, you were, you, when you couldn't find them, then go ahead and put that into your, your stockpile so that you have them already. You know, one of the other things, since we're talking about cleaners and things like that is finding vinegar was kind of hard early on. I used vinegar for, you know, cleaning and for uh, killing weeds and different things like that. And I was uh, I was buying a no name brand vinegar, which really doesn't truly matter. But that's one of the things that I was noticing is like the normal brands of vinegar that were there were not there. And this was a smaller version and it was so much more expensive. So uh, vinegar, having a little bit of vinegar might be your thing, you know, so you're stockpiling that and you're able to, to have that. One of the big things that we're hearing about with uh, shortages is food. And so if you listen to Ice Age Farmer, and if you don't, you might want to. I know that uh, the first time I ever heard of Ice Age Farmer, somebody brought them up in the uh, the exclusive email group. And, um, you know, I went to go check them out and kind of scary. I mean, this guy looks into the deeper issues of the food and the food supply and things that are going on and things that you are not going to hear, even in a lot of the alternative news, right? And so I, I usually, I'm perusing the alternative news sites and, and I, I don't see a lot of the things that he's talking about. I mean, he's very specific in his research. So we know that there's going to be food supply issues coming down. We've been hearing about that. You might not experience it yet, but you don't want to get to a point. Again, the whole point of this this episode and the whole point of preparedness is you don't want to get to the point where it is 
happening where you're seeing the shortages and everybody starts panicking. So the food issue is something that is important. We always talk about building a pantry. We always talk about starting out with canned goods and things that you can buy at the grocery store. I'm a big proponent of not just going and buying, hey, I'm going to double up on my green beans. I'm going to double up on my mac and cheese. I'm going to double up on this. I'm going to double up on that. I'm a big proponent of starting with a menu, finding out what you need to fulfill that menu, everything that you need, and then doubling that or quadrupling that. And you easily, you know, if you do a menu for a week, then you have all of a sudden, if you quadruple everything you need, you have a month's worth. Now, some people might not be able to afford that. And that's where you plan a little bit ahead of a time, ahead of time, but you are working off of a menu. You're not just going and buying whatever. And, and that way you have a bunch of stuff. So when it comes time to make a meal, you're like, okay, what do I do here? How am I going to put this together? You know, you already have some ideas. So starting out with that canned food, then going to uh, five gallon buckets that you can make on your own with Mylar bags, whether that is rice, beans, pasta, whatever, you know, doing all of that. And then if you need some commercial long-term food storage, if you can afford it, to have a little bit of variety, it's uh, it's you know it's easy easy easily stackable. Um, if you need to leave in a, in a hurry, you're able to grab those buckets versus your five gallon buckets very easily. And so you have that. So that's usually my my route there as far as food storage. Um, so you need to have that. And you know when we're talking about things that are happening and things that are coming down. You know, when we are prepared, it gives us options and it doesn't, it, it, we're able to weather the storm a little bit better, right? So again, um, I think it's really important to be thinking about this and to be planning it and maybe bulking up your food pantry if you can during this time. One of the things that, um, that, that Christian over at Ice Age Farmer is talking about recently is just meat and meat shortages, so if you're a person who likes your meat or likes to have some kind of meat with your meal, and we're, we're very spoiled here in, in the United States, and I know that there's people that listen to this podcast from all over the world, but um, the United States, I mean, it's like there's always meat in our meals, unless you're a vegan, vegetarian, whatever, uh, you know, there's always some kind of meat there, uh, usually. And uh, in other parts of the world, it's not, you know, that meat is, is something that maybe they have once a, once a week, but it's something to be thinking about. You know, they're talking about making this fake meat and, and, you know, meat that's grown in labs. And you start thinking about, oh my gosh, that's just, just can't even, can't even think about that. And um, so if you have the ability right now to have some kind of uh, livestock, Maybe you're able to have some chickens in your backyard. Maybe if, and so um, I'm on one of the groups in my, for my neighborhood um, and people brought up chickens recently, you know, and it, it was kind of funny because people were like, um, no, you can't do it because of the HOA. And other people are like, no, nobody can tell you, you can't have chickens. And people are like, well, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to say anything, you know, and if you have chickens, um, you know, give your neighbors eggs so they won't say anything. And so all these people were going back and forth, right? And I'm like, okay, you're just kind of uh, broadcasting that I guess you're going to have chickens if you if you put it on, put it out there. But 
um, if you can't have it, you know, do it. I mean, I had chickens for probably two years and nobody ever said anything to me. You know, I only had two and there was times where they would get loud. Um, I didn't have a rooster. I just had chickens and there was times where they would get loud, but no one ever said anything to me. And, uh, I really loved having the, uh, having the eggs. I mean, it was, it was uh, a true benefit. So you, you can have chickens, but even if you can't have chickens, maybe rabbits is something. And rabbits is something that I've been exploring in before. And so you can have two does and a buck and you can, you can get a lot of meat off of just two does and a buck if you breed them optimally. And so that might be one of those situations that you might want to consider. Um, it might be hard for the kids to be able to realize, hey, we're eating, you know, Peter Rabbit here. But uh, if you, you know, if you start off from the very beginning of like, hey, this is, these are just not pets. These are our meat source. This is what we're eating. And you, so you start doing it and you start um, culling them and you start uh, harvesting them. You start freezing that meat, you know, and start just learning and growing and, and everything that uh, comes with, uh, you know, owning rabbits. That might be something that you can do if we get into this serious, uh, you know, meat shortages or uh, we're having issues. You know, China is having issues right now with pork and they are importing pork from all over the place. And so you, you get that idea of what's happening over there. And again, this is stuff that you don't hear about normally, but what would you do? So if you're okay with not, not having meat, or maybe you wanted to do some freeze dried meat or, you know, you're freezing meat or you're canning meat. I mean, whatever it, it you're doing there, I mean, you're adding to your food storage. And so that, you know, plays into that part there. Um, the other thing here that I'm going to say is seeds. Do you remember early on with the whole COVID thing as we were going into um, spring is they were not allowing people to buy seeds? Do you remember that? Uh, you were going into the going into some places, I think it was like Walmart. And, uh, you know, you saw these pictures all over social media where it's like, hey, you can go into the store, you can get your groceries, but then you can't buy seeds. I mean, that just, it's ridiculous, you know? And so you had all kinds of conspiracy theories and things and, and all those types of things that were going on there. But now is the time, if you don't have your garden, to get some extra seeds. You could go to Home Depot, you can go to Walmart, and you can go in, uh, you know, wherever they sell seeds and go buy some seeds so that you have some seeds. Now, I'm always the one that's telling you, you should at least have some something going on, like a tomato plant or or something uh, just easy so that you can see and have a little bit of experience eating your own vegetables. But the seeds and maybe even some gardening supplies as we as as things go down the road might be an issue where you can't easily find these items and, and get these items. So it's something to be thinking about as you as we move down the future here. Hey everyone, I wanted to break into this episode to tell you about a new outdoor website called Rerouted. Rerouted is creating a trusted online marketplace to revolutionize the used outdoor gear industry and to allow all people to create their own outdoor adventure. Buying new outdoor gear can be extremely expensive, and Rerouted wants to offer a sustainable alternative. Now, preppers are always looking for ways to save money, but you don't want to cut corners when you are buying gear and equipment that you'll have to depend on. We have all purchased that cheap piece of gear only to find out when you really use it, it didn't hold up to real use. 
or what would happen in a true emergency. Now, good gear is made to last, so even if it's used, it will last a lot longer than the stuff from China you can buy for cheap. But that is not all that Rerouted offers. Rerouted allows you to sell your used gear too. So you might have some gear that you have outgrown or gear that is laying around because you have upgraded since you started your preparedness journey. You could put your used gear on Craigslist or sell it in a garage sale, but you will always earn more when people who know the true value of what you're selling buy it. Now, this is a great way to earn a little bit of extra money while giving someone a great opportunity to buy some quality gear. So the website is rerouted.co. That's rerouted.co. Go check them out. I'll post a link in the episode notes to make it easy on you. Rerouted gear, sustainable future, new adventures. Now back to the podcast. Another area of shortage that uh, we're seeing and I'm experiencing this uh, firsthand is issues with technology. And so if you, um, so one of the things is, is the chips that are inside of specific um, technologies, laptops and, and other uh, technology devices, or they're having a lot a hard time sourcing these. And so what's happening is people are competing for the chips that go into these things because there's like, for instance, um, there's one vendor that we were dealing with at work who is dealing with the, the technology item that they provide to us has a chip in it that is also used with uh, by vehicles, by car dealership or, or, or cars, right? When they're, when they're making vehicles and stuff like that. So some of these um, big car manufacturers are buying up all of these chips so that it causes a big demand for these other smaller vendors. They're not able to provide the technology that we are asking them to provide. So in talking with this vendor, they said, you know, there's there's a plant that's going to be built here in the United States, but it's going to be two years before they're up and running with this, you know, being able to provide this chip that is used by so many different people. So that's one of those things where if you are looking at technology, maybe you're looking to upgrade your laptop or your computer or whatever, maybe now's the time to do it. My son would get up early. He did it two or three times because he always missed it. Um, he was sourcing um, a, a pretty, um, a more expensive video card for his computer, for his rig, right? And so he would go to Micro Center here in town and he got there at like six o'clock in the morning. And when he got there, the, the line was already wrapped around the store. You could not, you, you could not order this online. You just couldn't get them. And so you'd have to go to the store to do it. And so he missed it. I mean, he was, it was wrapped all the way around the store. Um, by the time he got up there, he was probably two or three people away from being able to get what he wanted. So the next time around, he got there at three o'clock in the morning. Okay. He got there at three o'clock in the morning. He's like, dad, do you have one of those chairs that you can, that I can, uh, you know, fold up chairs so that I'm not just standing up or sitting on the ground. I'm like, yeah, here you go. And so he goes, he shows up at three o'clock in the morning. He was the sixth person in line. So think about that. So people that are wanting these things are doing crazy things to be able to, to upgrade and to, to get the components that they need. So you think about how that's going to filter down to um, the, the devices that we wind up getting. So maybe you are, again, you're trying to upgrade your laptop, your, uh, your computer, 
um, even cars. So one of the, the things that I recently heard was even car manufacturers are going to have issues. Whereas before you would go and like you could, hey, okay, I want to buy a car and you would deal with them. Now the, the demand is going to be so great compared to the supply that they're not going to deal with you. They're just going to be like, hey, I have this vehicle. We're not getting another one like this for a couple of months. You can take this one at this price or, you know, wait a couple of months, you know. And so that's one of those things that we might wind up seeing those technology, uh, you know, te anything technology with chips and microchips and things like that. We might start seeing a lot of shortages in trying to get those things. So if there's something that you're looking for, maybe now is the time to get it. So this next thing is not necessarily, uh, I'm not talking about something you go out and buy, but I'm talking about your health. And so something that maybe you've, uh, maybe you need to get some glasses, maybe you need to get your eyes fixed, maybe you need to go to the dentist, then there's something that you've uh, needed to get done. Uh, maybe there's some kind of procedure you've been putting off or whatever. Maybe now is the time to go ahead and take, take care of those things so that uh, you can deal with your health, right? So maybe there is a, a preventative surgery or your knee has been given out, been going out on you, whatever it might be. Now's the time to go ahead and get those things taken care of. Um, and it's also a good thing while we're talking about health is to try to get healthy. You know, try to get healthy. If you are overweight, start, you know, what can you do to start losing weight, to start eating better? Um, I mean, I think, you know, this whole uh, view on, uh, COVID and how it affects different people with comorbidities and um, people with the, you know uh, uh, lowered immune systems and all that kind of stuff. I think that has uh, hopefully it has helped people to start eating better and take your vitamins and different things like that. I know I have. I've been taking vitamin D and vitamin C and you know watching what I'm eating and those different kinds of things. So maybe health now is one of those things that you start focusing on a little bit more and if there's anything i'm not again the whole shortages thing is maybe there is going to be a time where you're not able to go to the doctor and you're not able to get you know a procedure or you're not able to get what you need if you're on medicine uh you know specific medicines maybe now you start trying to source um, extra supplies of those things so that if there was a shortage uh, again you're doing the rotation thing um you're not going without right and so you're not having to worry about Hey, am I going to get the prescription that I need to um, to be able to live, um, you know, a, a life the way that I'm used to? This next thing is something that I am uh, currently doing right now is fixing up my home. So little things that that I see around the house that need to get done is I am working on. So fixing up your home, whatever that might be. Now, here's the problem with this is lumber costs are going through the roof. And uh, that's something that we talked about in the, uh, the exclusive email group. But I know that that is something going on because I've been talking with other people and people have, I've had contractors coming out and they're looking at my home. Now, here's the thing. I think everybody is starting to do this. So, well, at least here in the Houston area or in Texas because of the snowstorm, I'm having trouble finding people that are wanting to do smaller jobs. So they come out and I'm like, okay, I need you to do this, this and this, you know, can you quote me on that? And then I never hear from them again. And it's because it's a smaller job compared to the bigger jobs that they're able to do right now. But along those lines is I know that lumber is becoming very expensive and in some cases even um, not available. And so I know I've heard, I mean, people send me emails all the time of, of what it is, what, what it's looking like in their area. 
Um, there's been people that um, have talked about they're doing projects and uh, or their company is doing a project and they've already purchased everything that they need so that they have it. Um, you know, because they're afraid that they won't be able to get finish the job because they're not going to be able to get the lumber that they need or the materials that they need. And so that's, um, you know, I've heard about other people, you know, that have just ordered plywood and different things like that to have and to store in their garage so that they have it available to them if they need it. The other thing that, uh, or one of the things that came up and while we were talking about fixing up the home and uh, it came up in one of the, the email groups, one of the online meetups, was just rolls of plastic. So I'd love these at Home Depot. I use these, the black uh, plastic uh, rolls to, um, if I'm if I'm covering up my garden beds and just to kind of kill off the weeds and, and different things like that, just to, to, uh, just to, to lay it down there and, and to lay stuff on top of it so that, um, just to kill all the weeds that are there. But you can, I mean, there's just so many practical applications for those. So if you ever needed to, I don't know, cover up windows. Um, if you ever needed to uh, fix a leak or, you know, you have this big plastic roll that you're able to roll out and you're able to double up, tack down, whatever. And so, I don't know, that's just a thought. I think it would be a good idea to have one or two of those rolls. You can get a pretty thick mill at um, at Home Depot or Lowe's and, and just go find them. They sell them in clear. They sell them in, in black. And so I just think it's one of those things to always have around. I kind of wanted to throw that in there. Along those lines, and I don't know if there's going to be shortages of this. I don't think so. I haven't heard of these, uh, at least, but tools. I think tools are always something that is important, something that you should have, and something that if you wanted it and couldn't find it, you would regret not having it. So if you don't have basic tools, then there's something you probably should work on getting and having. And if you, you know, maybe you have those, um, you know, electrical tools or whatever battery operated tools, and that's all you have, maybe you should get some that, um, you know, some nice screwdriver sets or, you know, drill bits or whatever that you can do without having just the, the battery powered aspect of it. And so I think that's just something to, to consider. It's possible that there might be some tools out there. And if you are someone who is, um, in the industry and you are seeing specific tools, you're not able to find specific tools, please let me know. Come on over to the pre uh, to the Prepper Website Podcast, uh, episode 691, and leave me a comment so that I can talk about it a little bit later on in the next episode, just specific tools that you're not able to find. Um, I, there's probably more than likely materials that you're not able to find, but I'm, I'm talking about specifically tools. I, I know that when we talked about supplies. One of the members of the group talked about their husband was having trouble finding electrical supplies. And, uh, you know, they work with, uh, you know, um, a, a contractor, they're a contractor, and they're, they're having a lot of trouble finding the right electrical supplies. And they were having to, to source these in different places. The, the normal place where they were going was not uh, available. And then they were, you know, having to, to look around. So you have that. Um, the rest of these things are going to be just bouncing off of the the email group. And as I went through, of course, ammo, you know, so uh, that's always it's been one of those things for a long, long time. Ammo, you can't you can't find it. And listen, if you um, you can find firearms, I mean, you can find pistols, you can find rifles, you can still find those. Uh, you might have to look for them a little bit more, but. 
Um, ammo is, is, is getting harder and harder to find and uh, you're paying a premium. So if you have a firearm and you don't have ammo, at least enough ammo to make you feel safe, you might have to bite the bullet, uh, pun intended, and you just go spend the money. And so one of the places that you could go to is a gun show. You are going to pay premium price there. Uh, another idea, and uh, I know that it happens at our local uh, sporting goods store, is people get there. They know what day the ammo arrives and what day it gets put out on the shelves. And so there is a, uh, a line in the morning that um, you know, people, people go line up for so that they can get in there and they can buy ammo. So it might be where uh, the cheap ammo goes really quickly. Maybe you're, you're able to find the defensive ammo and that's going to be a lot more expensive. But again, if it makes you feel comfortable and it's something that you feel you need for your security and your safety, you're going to have to bite the bullet and do it. I think the further we go down the road and things get, if things start continuing to get crazy, it's going to be even harder to find. So if you've been waiting on that, don't wait any longer. If you've been waiting like, okay, this is going to die down and we're going to start seeing it. You know, back in the day, you remember when the whole gun grab, the last gun grab, and uh, now you couldn't find anything. You know, you couldn't find 22 long rifle. You couldn't find 9mm. You couldn't, and then everything else started disappearing, right? The only thing you could find was like birdshot. And then eventually you started coming back. And now it's gone again. And so you might think, okay, it's going to come back again. But what if it doesn't, you know? And if, if, if things continue to devolve, which our country is so divided and people are expecting things to get crazier and crazier, it might not ever come back. So you might need to just go ahead and bite the bullet and um, do that. <laughs> I said that again, right? Uh, you, and just go do that and make sure you have enough to feel safe, uh, at least to um, be able to fill up a couple of magazines and kind of go from there. I really do think that from here on out, it's just going to get more expensive. Like the, the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to be. And that's just my two cents there. Another thing that we talked about in the group was canning supplies. So canning supplies were in short supply and a lot of people were having issues finding them. Um, at my HEB, I was able to find pretty much everything that I wanted. And so I was able to go, I remember this one time I went and uh, I found the, the wide mouth jars, canning jar or lids. And uh, I bought, they had like four packages. So I'm like, Hey, I bought four packages of them. And I'm like, okay, they're going to start restocking these. Now, when I go, I always go by that aisle and I'm, I haven't found the lids again. And so that might still be an issue. If you find them, they might be gold for you. I don't know. But or maybe somebody is just getting them before I get to them. Although I'm getting there pretty early. I don't know. So um, canning supplies, I'm able to find pretty much everything that I want, except for the wide mouth uh, lids. So anyway, um, be thinking about that. If you are somebody who cans or you're getting into canning or you think that's something that you want to do, um, you might want to look into that and start uh, building up your stockpile of that. Um, people have talked about uh, canners, buying canners, or finding some very inexpensive, uh, inexpensive canners at like thrift shops. And uh, so, you know, you might be able to find one there and uh, start canning. So if that's something that you want to do. On March 9th, and so I put the date here because um, uh, that's when it was, uh, that's when we talked about it. Um, I guess because of the freeze and uh, the, the cold temperatures that were just experienced all over the United States, 
that there was a lot of honeybee colonies that were down and out, you know, and, and, uh, like 13 out of 14, um, you know, beehives of this person that was sharing this with died. And so, uh, and you know, they're experienced and all that kind of stuff. So there might be a shortage of honey, the real honey, right? Not the, not the fake stuff in the little teddy bear that you see, you know, on the, on the grocery uh, store shelves, but true honey. And so it would be a good idea if you like honey, if you use honey um, to source it and find a good source in your area and, you know, find like a honey bee growers a group in your area and just contact them and say, hey, does anybody sell honey, local honey? You want the local honey because, it, it you know, you'll have the allergens and, and all that to your area inside of that honey. And so that's one thing that you might want to consider there as well. Also on March 9th, um, cat food came up. So that might be one of those things that is uh, kind of like a regional a thing, right? So it's like, hey, cat food in this part of the country, it's just becoming very hard to find. Um, that was March 9th. It, it might have um, kind of fixed itself by, by now. Um, I don't have a cat, so I don't look at cat food or anything like that. So uh, I wouldn't know that. But... Uh, one of the things that uh, that it goes to, one of the things that we have talked about, because there's a lot of people that do own animals um, in the group, is that feed prices are going up. And this was back in February, but they were noticing that feed prices were going up. So if you have chickens, if you have rabbits, um, you might need some alternative sources to be able to feed them. You know, that might be something that you're growing in your in your garden. Um, but that's something to consider or you're stockpiling it, you know, you're, you're going and like, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and just like you stockpile food for yourself. You're stockpiling food for your rabbits or your chickens to be able to feed them so that you can continue, uh, you know, getting what you need from them. So feed prices, um, are, are, were going up as well. And then flour and sugar, uh, March 9th was hard to find. Again, that could be just, um, see that could have been a seasonal thing, a regional thing. Uh, because of the, the 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 winter storms and all that kind of stuff, maybe people were making more bread. I don't know, but that, that's one of those things to to consider um, and to keep your eye out. Again, I think it's important when you're going to the grocery store, when you're traveling around, is you're paying attention. You're you're looking at the shelves. You're like, okay, I normally this this you know we see ten different types of flour here, and I'm only seeing one. All right. So, you know, I'm putting that in the back of my mind or I normally see, you know, this whole thing is full with sugar, um, but, I, you know, I'm only seeing one size right now. And so that you're putting that in the back of your mind. So all those kinds of things. So just the fact that there could be shortages in these things and even more as we continue down the path of where we are right now in this crazy world that we're living in. So one of the experiments that you can do, um, or not really an experiment, but one of the activities that you can do is sit down with your spouse and think about back when everything was shutting down because of COVID uh, last year and think about what you went without and make a list and say, okay, we, we went without this and we didn't like it, right? So maybe again, I, I talked about the wipes. And maybe wipes isn't that big of a deal. It's like, hey, we, we were able to get by without wipes. So maybe wipes isn't that big of a deal. But we did, we went without this thing and um, it took us a while to get it. And I'd never want to be in that situation again. So take a little bit of time to sit down and say, okay, what kinds of things did we not get 
or we weren't able to get and what can we go ahead and start adding to our stockpile now so in case anything starts going downhill again we're able to already have that you know and so i think that's that's would be one of those things that uh would pay off dividends for you and your spouse to be able to to talk about and to i think i think so many more people now we always used to talk about how can you bring people along in preparedness i think so many people now so many more people are willing to have that conversation and not necessarily hey oh the whole you know into the world type thing but just like hey what can we do to be better prepared for shortages you know and i think a lot of people have already experienced that so it's it's a very easy jump forward to start planning and, and preparing that way. Ultimately, you want to build layers of redundancy. So uh, if you listen to Jack Spierko over at the Survival Podcast, he talks about this. Um, my friend Michael Bunker talks about bunker principles, have many, and one of those is, you know, have many different ways to do one thing, like cooking, you know, cooking your food or, or you know, providing power or whatever, you know, lights and, and those different kinds of things. So one of the things you want to do is, build layers of redundancy in in your life you know and so whatever that is you're going through your day you're going through your week you're going through what's important and and what you need and you're able to say okay if this doesn't work if this doesn't pan out i'm able to do this if that doesn't happen i'm able to to do this right and and you're you're able to have so many different ways to do something to get by so that you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs like, oh my gosh, what do I do in an emergency situation or in just, you know, when we're going without and everybody else is so angry and freaking out and yelling on social media and, you know, we're just adjusting, we're adapting, we're flexible because we have these other ways that we can do these things. You know, when we talk about redundancy, one of the things that, um, is important. I've talked about it before many, many times. I think a lot of people are really understand the importance of this because you hear it all the time from a lot of different people is um, having redundancy in your income. And, and I talk about side hustles or having a, you know, a second business or different things like that. I think that's important. So when you're, you know, when your job is not cutting it or your, you know, prices have gone up so much that, you know, you're really truly feeling it you have some extra income coming in so that you can buy what you need. And so I think that's one of those things that if, you, if you're not thinking about other ways to make income and make money, I, I really do think you need to be thinking about that. Um, I'm saying think a lot, uh, but that's something that you need to consider. Um, build redundancies in cooking your food. You know, if, you're, if your stove goes out, the electricity goes out, do you have a way to cook your food? Um, if you have a gas stove, okay, if the gas goes out, do you have other ways to cook your food? Do you have ways to stay warm or do you have ways to stay cool? All these things, you know, play into the whole shortages thing because now you can be thinking about those things and add to your stockpile or add to your preparedness, whatever it might be so that you can have those. Your water filter, I mean, do you have a way to filter water if, um, you, you know, your water storage runs out? You might say, okay, if I need to, I'll order a water filter. But what if everybody has that same idea and they go and everybody buys a water filter all at one time and you're not able to get it? You know, having a good water filter, I think, is something that is is really important. And so uh, having multiple water filters in multiple ways to to filter water, I think, is important. So I'm going to close out with this. If you're living in fear, 
you're doing something wrong. So if all the things that I've been talking about, the shortages and, and maybe maybe people that were really worried and freaking out, maybe they turned off the podcast and, and they're not listening to it anymore. But if you're with me all the way through the end here and you are still fearful, you're maybe your your blood's pumping, your heart, your heart's beating fast, and you're thinking about worst case scenarios and you're thinking about all of that stuff. If you're living in fear, you're doing something wrong. There's always concern. There's always going to be concern, no matter what is going on, whether that is COVID, no matter what that is, you know, the economic collapse, that's political, social unrest, whatever. There's always going to be concerns, right? You can, you can leave the house even when everything is perfect in the world and experience some kind of emergency, some kind of pain. And so we don't want to live in fear. We prep so we don't have to fear or worry about the things that happen in life capturing us by surprise. That's, that's important. We prep so that we have options on how to move forward when something is going on. So we're not frozen. We're not, we're not, we're not frozen in time like, oh my gosh, what do I do? You know what to do because you've prepared. You know you have options. You can do this. You can do that. Um, you've thought this through. That's important. We prep because since the beginning of the world, crazy things have always happened. And it's just a matter of time before it happens in our time. And then some people are going to say, it already has happened in our time. It's happening in our time. Now is the time to get better prepared. So if you have been listening to this episode and you are new to preparedness, I'm going to invite you to go over to preparednesswebinars.com and sign up for the Emergency Preparedness 101 webinar that I'm doing on May 20th. Um, There's going to be a link in the show notes to make it very easy for you, or you can go over to preparednesswebinars.com and sign up over there. And if, again, if you are experienced, if you have been prepping for a while, which I know there's a lot of you in the audience as well, there's still people that you know that aren't as prepared as they should be. And you can send them to preparedness webinars as well. Or you can just sit down and have a conversation with them because I think more people are just open now because of all the things that have happened in our world in the last year. I think so many people are just like, yeah, uh, okay, I'll listen to these these people who talk about having uh, a little bit more supplies back, you know, put back just in case things go awry. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 691. Man, I have suffered from just sinus pressure all throughout this episode, and I cannot breathe. So um, I am glad that I made it through. Hey, if uh, you are not subscribed to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, you can head on over to PrepperWebsite.com. We link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. Now, this isn't the exclusive email list. This is just the regular email list. And so I send out things on Saturday mornings, the Saturday prep. I send out things usually on Tuesdays as well. Um, but uh, if you haven't joined that, go ahead and join it. I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles 
that you should read. Uh, and so uh, that is a good deal for you there. And if you are looking to join the email group, go over to prepperwebsite.net. We'd love to have you. It's a good group of people over there. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.